We meet today in Proverbs chapter 1, looking at verse 1 to verse 6. You may not consider the book of Proverbs as a thrilling story, but it is, my friend. I hope we can get in step with the Spirit of God in this book, because it is a real message for each one of us. It is particularly slanted to young men and applies to young women also. It is a special message for youth. This is a day, as every day has been, when young people are looking for answers to the questions of life. And may I call upon you, my friend, the answers to the questions of life are here in the book of Proverbs. I want you to notice as we get into this book that it is not a haphazard sort of a story. It is a definite message. And I know many people feel that we can just reach in and lift out a, a proverb here and there. I think it is all right to do that. But the point is that we can take it out and look at it. We should also put it back where it belongs and look at it in its context. The diamond belongs in its setting. And in this case, the setting is the book of Proverbs. Some people are inclined to read the book of Proverbs very much like the man who said, I enjoy reading the dictionary, but the stories certainly are short. Maybe you feel that way about Pro Proverbs, but I hope you will see it differently after we had gone through this book as we studied. it. Here is Proverbs chapter 1 verse 1. The Proverbs of Solomon, the son of David, king of Israel. Now, this verse certainly identifies the writer as King Solomon. Evidently, Solomon gathered together many Proverbs from other sources. He was the editor of all and the author of some. Also, we are told that he wrote more Proverbs than appear in this book. He is identified as Solomon, the son of David, king of Israel. The first section of the book is a contrast between wisdom and folly. This includes chapters 1 to chapter 9. Now let's look at the boy in the home starting out in life. As the boy starts out in life, these are the instructions that God gives him. Proverbs chapter 1 verse 2 to verse 4. To know wisdom and instruction, to perceive the words of understanding, to receive the instruction of wisdom, justice, judgment, and equity, to give prudence to the simple, to the young men, knowledge and discretion. Now, there are ten words that are used in this section which seem to be synonymous, and of course they are related, but they are not the same. They are not synonymous. I would like to take each one of these words and put it under the microscope and just see what it means. We will find that they are not synonymous. Nor are they piled up just to make an impressive beginning. Every word there is pure. And we are told so let us look at some of these. The word of God is pure. God's word, every word that is given there has a definite purpose. 
Now, here we begin. To know wisdom. What is meant by wisdom? The word wisdom in the scripture means the ability to use knowledge right, to use knowledge skillfully, to live skillfully. This word wisdom occurs in this book alone 37 times. It is an important word in the Bible. It means the right use of knowledge. Now, there are many brilliant people who have knowledge, yet they lack wisdom. They don't seem to use their knowledge right. An example would be even of a doctor who tells all people, and even their patients, smoking is dangerous for you. Smoking is dangerous for you. Smoking is not good for you. After that, he goes into his chamber or he goes away and he takes a cigarette and he smokes. He's not using his wisdom. He's not using his knowledge right. So what does he lack? He lacks wisdom. He has knowledge, but he lacks wisdom. Let me add something more here. Wisdom in the Old Testament means Jesus Christ for the believer today. First Corinthians chapter 1 verse 30. But of him you are in Christ Jesus who became for us wisdom from God and righteousness and sanctification and redemption. Notice that wisdom is number one. Christ is the wisdom for the believer today. To know wisdom is to know Jesus Christ. And Paul gave as his admonition that I may know him. Oh, that the same ambition to know Christ might grip your soul and my soul today. We need that. So many people might even know the Bible. There may be many people who have trained even to become lawyers. They know the Bible from back to back. They can quote the scripture but they have not known Christ. Still they have knowledge, but they lack wisdom. Wisdom is a person. Wisdom is Jesus Christ. He is the one who can help us to live right. Wisdom is the ability to use our knowledge right. To know Christ is not to play the fool, my friend. It is to be a wise man. You see, there used to be bumper stickers years ago which read, Wise men still seek him. Friend, you may not be brilliant, but when you receive Christ and come to know him, then you have wisdom. Are you wise? The second word that the writer to the Proverbs uses is instruction. The word instruction appears 26 times in Proverbs. Sometimes the same word is translated by the word chasten. Now that is interesting. Let me give an example of this. Proverbs 13 verse 24 says, He who spares his rod hates his son, but he who loves him chastens him early. Now here to chasten means actually to give instruction. Therefore the word instructions means you teach by discipline. That is a forgotten truth today. Our contemporary society is certainly out of step with the word of God. For example, we are told that lawbreakers are put in prison to discipline them and to reform them. That never was the purpose for dealing with criminals according to the word of God. 
the purpose there was to judge them and punish them. No other reason was ever given. On the other hand, when you are dealing with the son, you discipline him because that is a part of his instruction. You are to chasten him. You are to teach him by disciplining him. Your purpose is not to punish him. Our purposes are all confused today. We discipline criminals and punish our children. We need to get back to the word of God and God's purposes. Our schools today are practicing the new methods of teaching. What about the old method of teaching by discipline? That is absolutely out. Discipline is desperately needed today, both in the home and in the school. Actually, a man asked the father, Do you strike your children? The father answered, Only in self-defense. That's about what it has come to be in our day. The children are bringing up their children. It's now vice versa. They are, I believe, the parents who needed a lecture. But he wasn't the one to give it, you see. Instruction is to teach by discipline. God, our Heavenly Father, is excellent at, at teaching even in that way. I think I have learned most when he has taken me to the woodshed and disciplined me. Those lessons were very impressive. We don't like them, but we learn. My father brought me up through discipline as well. To perceive the words of understanding. Now, another word comes is understanding. It means intelligence. We have another word in place of that as discernment. Now, we need to recognize that God expects us to use our intelligences. He expects us to use a great deal of sanctified common sense. In verse 3 is the word justice. Justice is righteousness. If you like, it's rightness. It means right behavior. Though we live in a society so confused about what is right and what is wrong, I know that right is what God says is right. It is God who separates the light from darkness. I can't make the sun come up. I can't make the sun go down. Only God is running his universe. He makes light. He makes darkness. God is the one who declares what is right and he declares what is wrong. So you may ask, is it right to do this or that? If God says it is right, it is right. Or you may ask, is this wrong? It is wrong if God says it is wrong. Right and wrong are not relative terms, except in the minds of the contemporary average man. And that man is a sinner. The prevailing feeling is that is that the average man does become the norm. It becomes the standard. That is not so. That is one of the reasons there is so much dishonesty and gross immorality today. We have lost our compass of what is right and what is wrong. Right and wrong have become relative terms. God says they are not. Just like light and darkness, they are absolutes. Another word to consider is judgment. Judgment means that you and I are to make judgments. It is the same as making a decision. The believer comes to crossroads in this life. 
He must make decisions about which way to go. You must also make decisions about how you will decide what is right and what is wrong. Are you going to follow God or you're going to follow contemporary society? Another word is equity. Equity refers to principle rather than conduct. The child of God is not put under rules, but we are given great principles which should guide us. For example, Romans 14 verse 22 puts down the great principle, Happy is he who does not condemn himself in what he approves. The believer should have enthusiasm for what he does. There is too much Christian conduct, which is like walking on eggshells. People say, I don't know whether I should do this or not. My friend, the principle is that if you cannot enter into it enthusiastically, you ought not to do it at all. What we do, we ought to do with anticipation, excitement and joy. We should be fully persuaded in our own minds that that is the right course of action. We ought not to have a guilty conscience after we have done it. So happy is the man whose conscience does not condemn him in the things which he approves. If you look back on it and say, oh, I wish I hadn't done that, then it was wrong for you to do. In questionable matters about which the scriptures are silent, this is a great principle that will guide you in your conduct. If you can look back on what you did yesterday and say, hallelujah, it was a great day for me, then you know that what you did was right for you to do. Another principle is that we ought to bear each other's infirmities rather than simply pleasing ourselves. We should ask ourselves, is this thing I am doing an offense to my neighbor or to my brother in Christ? These are great principles of conduct that should guide the believer. I am talking about the guidance that is given to a young person. And these words are talking about these very things. Now, another statement from the verses that we have considered is to give prudence to the simple. Now, this means to be wise in what we do. A child of God ought not to act foolishly. Remember that the Lord Jesus said, Therefore be wise as serpents and harmless as doves. Matthew 10 verse 16. To the young men, knowledge. Knowledge is information that is useful. Discretion means thoughtfulness. This is for the young men and young people in general who are thoughtless. There are many wonderful Christians who are thoughtful and it is a characteristic all of us ought to have. You see, these are the counsels for life. The book of Proverbs will help us see that these wonderful qualities should be incorporated into our lives. Thus, the challenge. Proverbs 1 verse 5. A wise man will hear and increase learning. A man of understanding will attain wise counsel. This has been the characteristic of all great men, my friend. Wise men will hear and increase learning. They never reach the place where they felt that they had learned everything. And a man of understanding will attain wise counsel. And this is actually the challenge of this whole book. Solomon says that if you are smart, you will listen to what is being said in this book. Are you wise? 
Listen to what Proverbs says. The Spirit of God has a lot of choice things to say in the book of Proverbs. There are great truths expressed in short sentences, but great guiding lights for anyone who wants to walk in the light. Proverbs 1 verse 6. To understand a proverb and an enigma, the words of the wise and their riddles. Another proverb carries this same thought. It comes from Proverbs 25 verse 2. It is the glory of God to conceal a matter, but the glory of kings is to search out a matter. I love that. God has given the gospel message clearly to be declared from the housetops, from the mountaintops. But there is a great deal of truth in the word of God that is like diamonds. It is hidden. It is under the earth. God has not scattered diamonds around on the ground. Jewels and that which is valuable have been hidden away from men to look for and find. The gold and the diamonds and other precious metals must be mined. Oil must be drilled. That is the way that God does it. And the Bible says it is the glory of God to conceal a thing. The words of the wise and their riddles, they must be understood. The word of God deserves all the study that you can possibly bring to it. And Jesus said, Search the scriptures, for in them you think you have eternal life. He didn't say you are not to search the scriptures. He said, search the scriptures. You just think that you have found eternal life. Because you haven't really searched them. You have been reading the Bible, but you haven't found the real message that is in it. The real treasure there is Christ. Search the scriptures, for in them you think you have eternal life, and they testify of me. John 5 verse 39. My friend, if you haven't found Christ in the Bible, you simply have not been mining for diamonds. You haven't been digging deep enough to understand a proverb and an enigma, the words of the wise and their riddles. In other words, God has put these great truths here in his book. The tragedy of the hour is the ignorance of the word of God in both the pulpit and the pew. There needs to be a serious, concentrated study of the word of God. Somehow there is an idea today that one can read over a passage once and then have it all. I trust you will see that you cannot get the nuggets out of the word of God without hard study. Dig deep. The challenge of the book of Proverbs to us today is dig in. It is the challenge to do serious study. Be diligent to present yourself approved to God, a workman who does not need to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Second Timothy chapter 2 verse 15. So here the core is to a diligent study of the word of God. You are invited to search for wisdom and it will be such great joy for you to have found the greatest wisdom that there is in the world. Christ Jesus, our wisdom and perfection. 
You can have copies of the notes and outlines used for these Living Word for Africa programs so you can follow them as you listen. For your copies, please send an email to info at twrafrica.org. Please say which book of the Bible you want them for and be sure to include your name and contact information. Let me repeat that email address for you. Info at twrafrica.org.